0: shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. you. dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Oh, okay.
1: Thank you. You between Amen. the cherubim Glory to God. shine Thank you. You the shine forth. Thank you. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Um, Worshipping God is one thing we have to excel at. We need to do more about that. Um, Being. Some of us haven't learned how to generate worship from within. Um, We are used to riding on other people's worship. So sometimes when the on the atmosphere you depend on the, the leader of worship you depend on music you, you're used to listening to songs playing music you know in your car in your house and all what to, to generate your you have your own sound in the spirit and god god wants to hear it the lord wants to he wants to hear the the sound of your heart you are you are his creature it's like yeah uh, it's you're not, like, you're not a toy but you're you almost like a plaything for Him. He wants to get worship from you. Your, your own worship cannot take the place of my own in the spirit. You need, the Lord needs to hear the sound of your heart. Glory to God. Figure what better time to bless God than you know, this Easter weekend, you know, just thinking about Jesus who he is. There's no no one like him. It's none like him. Thank thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God. Thank thank Jesus for choosing to come to us, not to leave humanity in ruins, in devastation, not to leave us in darkness. The Bible says when we were without strength, in due time, in due season, He came for us. Let's bless Jesus this morning. Let's worship Him. Can you see him, not just the man of Galilee, but the glorified, awesome ancient Lord who is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. You know, when you worship God, um, of course we want to give glory to His name. We want to give the praise that's due to Him. But it's also for you, actually. The uh, There's something about the posture. You know, the Lord doesn't receive just music, sound. That's not really what He's taking, what, what He smells. is. The sacrifice of heart. That was the secret of David. He said to this man, Will I look, he that is of a broken heart, of a contrite spirit, a heart that will tremble at my word. That trembling of heart, that's what God sees. That is the, the, the dance. The feet can dance and the body can move, and it's good to do that. But the heart must also move for God. And sometimes why we dance and why we sing is to get the heart singing to get your heart to sing, praise God. And that the devil doesn't like that. The devil likes people who are just put together, simple, gentle, whose hearts who heart do not vibrate to God. But there is the, the act of worship to God. I mean, heartfelt worship to Him. There's something it does to the heart. It's, it makes your heart healthy. It's in the place of worship. You can, you can. There can be an an actualization of brokenness of heart. Sometimes you don't know what he means until you say it. When you when you when you open your lips, you lose in your heart to pick up the the things you call to remembrance with true words. Words are powerful. It reminds you who God is. God is not your mate. God is not uh, is a creator is worthy of all praise. There's no body worthy of worship. You're not no no one is worthy of movement of your heart. No one is worthy for you to for you to. It's before him whom we have to do. It means all you're doing, all your are living should be for him. He made you. He created you like the, the elders said that when they cast their crowns before him, Revelation chapter 4. They said that you said what did they say holy is the He said so that you are worthy to receive all glory sorry and all, uh, all and all of that that for you you made all things you created all things and by for thy pleasure they are and we're what and we're created I want us to um, invest in not just for today but that's just something I feel to say to us I want you to invest in in waking up your heart, I mean, in terms of worshipping God, worshipping Him from, from the depth of your spirit, that in, when you worship the Lord, you are, you are refusing the dignity of your flesh, you are refusing the dignity of your person. You want to, you move into foolishness in His presence. You, you, you want to be like a baby who just sings, you know, without... Losing the consciousness of your person is healthy to do that to bless God and you can can grow in it, you can become better in it, you can become stronger in it, praise God. The devil doesn't like men being broken, that's one thing he hates, he hates broken people. He wants, it's not just your body but he loves your heart to continue to take its seat. In the, in the in the seat he has given to man, sit here. Take this shape. He's a cast he has put. A jacket he has worn on flesh. I say, don't move out of this posture. You know that posture of consciousness of yourself being together. Be, you know you have your thoughts. You have all of those things, and we carry those things into God's house and we take it back. And the devil likes those things. Like we're talking about changing transformation. You know, we've, by God's grace we've been looking at the, part, the ministry of grace, how the grace is to build you, to develop you, and all of those things. At some point, grace will jam that frame, that inward person, when you want to shift you. And I'll tell you, a place where you get breakthroughs in the spirit, in the shift of your person is in worship. Sometimes just reading the Bible you might not have that. But when you are worshipping God, worship does something. It's like when you, when you sing, the, the lyrics you sing are things that are align. You're trying, to, you're trying to capture the exactness, the, the truth of who God is. As, that's why it's good to sing the scriptures. When you sing scriptural lyrics, there's so much more in that song than, than you know. There are some things that you won't know. The reality will not hit you until you sang it, and sang it, and sang it, and sang it, and sang it. it. Then the reality of that thing will will hit your heart. Praise God. The Lord was talking to me some time back. I think it was last year. He was telling me that um, he cast my mind back to um, word of faith. And you know, word of faith, we used to do a lot of confession, that's an integral part of word of faith. You know, you confess the word. You just keep, the idea is you keep saying the word and saying it until something about the word shifts your inward reality. And then it's it, it, keeping the word before you and that's really actual meditation. It's keeping the word before you to, to it will make war against any contrary instinct in you against what the word says. And the Lord was saying that word of righteousness, we don't have emphasis of meditation. On scripture, or on things like on the word like that in in that kind of way, that word of righteousness does it. Sorry, word of faith, where you just keep quoting the scripture constantly. You have the scripture which you quote, but he said that that thing is actually a law. Is actually a law that you can never break the law of of constant saying of scripture. But I said, does that mean we are violating? Should we carry on, you know, confession of scriptures? that regimented way, from word of faith. The Lord said, no, no. In the word of righteousness, with the higher light, you do it at a higher level. And said, so the higher level is that you mix your music with it. You should not just be quoting scripture. It should be the scripture with your sound, with your melody. And he so said, you've already been doing it. He so Said all the songs I gave you guys are your confession. So don't take those songs lightly, because all these songs, they are all scriptural truths about God. Is you that know, when you, you sing them and sing them and sing them and sing them, they, they unlock, they begin to interfere with your inward posture and your reality. Are you understanding me? When you're, when you're singing song about how, how great God is, his valiance, his victory over sin and death, singing the scripture, you sing it, learn how to sing it and then generate, the, every song has a spirit. Don't just sing the song without awakening the spirit that is within the song. When you are doing that, there's an alignment that happens with heaven. Let's just take two two more minutes. Just bless him now. We're not singing. I want you to just lift up your voice and just bless Jesus. If you have a, a melody in your heart, just raise it to him. Thank you. Thank you. You are glorious eternally. Uh, Greet someone, say, I'm happy, I'm happy to see you. Say, Happy Easter to you. Let's see the book of Hebrews first. Hebrews chapter 1. Praise God. Can someone, can you help me read? One, just read it down to mm, to verse verse nine. It, it, Sorry, Hebrews one, from the yeah, Hebrews one to verse nine,
2: verse one to verse nine. Okay, um, Hebrews one Thank from verse Jesus. one. God will at sundry times and in divers manners speak in time past unto the fathers by the prophet. At in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again when he bringeth the first begotten into the world, he said, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels he said, Who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire? But unto the Son he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Verse 9. Thou art loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows.
1: So when you bringeth in the, the first begotten, Amen. Thank you. Glory to God. So let all the what? angels of, of God worship him. Praise Jesus. Of the angels, he says who maketh his angel spirit, his ministers, a flame of fire, and unto the sun, praise God, unto the Son he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the word, is the scepter of thy kingdom, for, for thou hast love, righteousness, and um, hated iniquity, Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with oil of gladness above, above thy fellows. That's verse nine. Then verse three. Praise God. Um, okay, let, verse two. He says that in these last days, spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed the heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds who be in the brightness of his glory. Thank you, Jesus. The, the express image of his word, Person. Person. And upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself first purged our sins, and then he did what? He sat down on the right hand on, of the what? majesty, so the, the when, say when. That word, when he had it, when has to do with almost like time. When you say when, it means that at a particular junction or junction, I don't know, in time, he had, he had by himself, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. When he has, it said when he has by himself, I love the word "by himself," purged our sins, and then sat down on the right hand of what the Majesty on high. So, so at this time, when when they say he purged our sins, is the time when he became. So, and then you see the word whom, being" is describing like a, it's like an estate a state which Jesus came into. And so you you cannot really disconnect the first part from the second part, that the first part is tied to the second part. The first part is telling you about his being. Why is his being important? Because what he wants to do, he must do by himself. Praise God. What he wants to do, he wants what? He must do by himself. So if he wants to, to purge sins by himself, there's something about his being must have the, the, what it takes in him, his person must constitute the things that can cause sins be purged. So you're seeing two things which he, which, which his being gave him um, ability to do. The first one is the purging of our sins. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the second one is being able to sit down at the right hand of, oh, of the majesty on high. Praise God. Uh, so who he was or what he became is what we call here the, uh, the brightness of his glory and the what? The express image of his person. This is awesome. This is wonderful. Amen. Amen. Um, the brightness of his glory. He's talking about Jesus as a man. Imagine what a statement. This was a, a boy. The Bible recorded when he was born in the Gospels that baby who was born in the manger, who they were hiding from Herod and co, is the one they referred to now in Hebrews chapter one as having or not just having, it says being. Do you understand that? Being the, the brightness of the glory of God and the what? The express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Praise God. He, he does what? Upholds all things. The word upholding there means that um, in, his, in his being things don't fall. Or, or it, 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 to uphold when you say, ah, this is an up, um, to uphold the law, for example, to uphold something means that you don't violate those things. Praise God. Yeah. To uphold the, the law says you, means that you don't break it, you don't violate it. So what he's saying here, when he says uphold all things, it means that the reason why he is the brightness of God's glory and the express image of God's person is because of the, his frame, his nature has the ability to uphold these things. All things are all things of God. He has the ability to uphold all things. Praise God. And how does he uphold it? He upholds all things by the, the word of his power. Praise God. The, it's the, you not know, just a word separate. It's the word of the power of his person. The word of the power of his nature. Are you getting me? So you can see power here, the kind of power that Jesus has or the power that he has become. He's talking about power. You know, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. And beneath the earth. That power, of course, it can manifest in, you know, demon, dealing with demons and all of that, but that's not the fullness of the power which he has. The picture of the powerful um, nature of Jesus, what makes Jesus powerful, is in his upholding of all things. Praise God. It is in where? In his upholding of all things. He, he upholds all things by the word of his power. That word of his power is the, is the word that is sitting in him. The word that is the, the inward configuration of laws and precepts which Jesus has on the inside of himself. That makes him powerful. Praise God. Hallelujah. And because he opposed all things... That nature makes him become the, the brightness. The brightness is the shiner of the glory of God. He's the brightness of what? Of the glory. It makes him the brightness. It makes him the shiner of the glory. And we saw that he doesn't just shine glory within Jesus. It's an image. What image will you find in Jesus. You find in Jesus the image of the person of God. Amen. Amen. This verse is awesome because it describes the work that God did in Jesus. You know that work that was described in Ephesians chapter 1, which he wrought in Christ. Praise God, was talking about the opening of your eyes, right? You have the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. You might know what the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense, and then he calls it the exceeding greatness of his power to to us world who believe. Now this is also an interesting place because this is now tying you to that word of his power which you saw in Hebrews chapter 1 because Without Ephesians 1 verse 19, you can re- remove yourself from I uh, this was just the, from uh, this was just the, a Godhead operation. Or the, it was their own child they brought and they did what they like to him. What's my own concern in the matter? He came from them, they, they did their thing, he went back to them. there's a way we can remove ourselves from it, but you cannot. He's speaking, this place is telling people what things, the reason why your eyes should be enlightened. In fact, the, the, he calls it the hope. You must see it, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. that you might know what is what, the hope of his calling. I love that. They now added the word calling there that you cannot dissociate Yourself from that calling. Praise God. I love there's something, the something, the death, the resurrection, the raising up of Jesus. Everything about Jesus' is raising is by implication the definition of a calling for all mankind. Praise Jesus. It wasn't just something that God had wanted to, wanted to do in their child. Praise God. There is an implicit calling In the person who Jesus became and that calling, every man's eye you must be open to see it praise God to to see Jesus, you know that's something that has been denied us for a long time the ability, you know Easter season normally you celebrate thank you I can sing and you won't hold it against me I was just on the the radio coming here, just listening to Easter songs they were singing about grace and all of that on the Christian station, and I was just, this is nice, you know, I love it. <laughs> I love all those songs, but I, I, saw, I saw that every song is sung from a light they seen, and I, I began to see a lot of deficiency in the light that we have used to approach this concept of de- dying and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that majority of human beings, even Christians, don't see calling. They see gifts, they see dividend, they see you know, something that has been given to them, things we don't deserve. God, you've given you've us grace, grace, God's grace, grace that can pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all. And that is, true, everything is accurate, but it's not, it's not complete. Praise God. That the devil made it so let men see that aspect of what he has offered, but let us not see the calling. That that everything that was done in him was actually the the the, the, the giving of a calling, yes. the placing of a calling upon all men, that no person should be exempted from this kind of dealings. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And then you know the hope of the calling and what then he calls it the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Praise God. Hallelujah. The word When you hear the word riches of glory, riches there means what is inside the glory riches of glory means what is the keeping what is the glory keeping the riches of glory means the 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 the, the, the it was almost like the invisible the secret weight is also called the weight of glory and when he said that the sufferings of this present time sh- cannot be compared, what? To the glory that shall be revealed unto us. Praise God. When He now said that there w- are for you, an exceeding and what? Eternal weight of glory. Praise God. There's what he called an exceeding and a what? An eternal weight. Praise God. Let's go back to that, uh, that um. Ephesians, let's not live there. Thank you to Jesus. It says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of His inheritance. So you must know the, the riches of the glory. The, the inheritance has a glory. Now, every, what you call the, the riches in God are they are riches of glory. Praise God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: They are riches of what? Glory. They are riches of glory. What I will explain what that means. What I mean is everything that God has is to make glorious. Mm. Yes. It's for the, the purpose of glory. God is rich. When you look at the glory of God, God is glorious because of his riches. Mm. Without and then those riches are his weight, right? So the, the riches of glory are the substances of glory. It means what is behind the glory? Is God an empty shining? It's not an empty shining. They spoke about empty shining, like the grass of the field, whose, whose glory is it's flower. It's glory as of the flower of the field, that, fi- that what? withers, that what faded away, there is nothing in, in that glory, there is it's glory without weight yes. that is corruptible glory, any glory that doesn't have weight, another way to put it is called the glory of vanity yes. it's weightless that's why when you heap vanity on vanity it has nothing, it's equal to vanity but it can look glorious yes. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But God is different. Every glory of God, every glory in God, everything glorious in God is glorious with a weight. It carries the, a weight of glory. God has a weight of glory. Weight means substances. God actually has things in him. And it's the, the things of God that make glorious.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Nobody can share In the glory of God. Without sharing his things. You must take his stuff. When you take his things. Those things make you rich. And when you take enough of his things. The glory of those things begin to appear. Amen. So you now see that making Jesus glorious. Wasn't just a trivial thing. There had to be transfer of Deposit of things into Him to make glorious glory. Next verse, verse 19, it says, "And then what is the exceeding what greatness of His power to us, word who believe?" This way, it ties you to it that there is an exceeding greatness of His power that is working towards you, as long as you're a believer. There is the greatness of his power that is at work towards you. And that power at work towards you is according to the working of his mighty power. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said it's according to what? The, ma- the working of his mighty word power. Verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ. So you are seeing where Hebrews 1 came from. So, what makes Jesus able to uphold all things? It is he's is up, upholding upholding all things by the word of His power. That word, word of His power, are His riches. So you can the the word of His power are the riches of glory. Glory to God. The, the word of His power are what. And those things were that makes him glorious. They were wrought in Christ. When were they wrought in Christ? Where were, when were they wrought? When He raised Him from the dead, and then set Him as is at His own right hand. So, are you are you are you comparing this verse with Hebrews chapter one, where we read? Where he raised him, he wrought in Christ, he raised him from the dead, and then he set him, and in that the way they put it in Hebrews one, when he has by himself purged our sins, and then what? Sat down at the right hand of who of the majesty on high. So it means that the purging of our sins had to do with his raising from the dead by himself, so when they were raising him from the dead they were raising a person whose who's, who's in him is the potential of, for the, the purging of sins, the one purging of sin is not forgiven, it's not making God happy and saying God you know there's a way we picture that thing, maybe he went there and said God I brought my blood, oh, you see all of them they are all sorry, <laughs> even the ones that are not sorry yet, but Take it from me through my blood. They are sorry by my blood. Please have mercy. Don't be angry at all of them. That's not what Jesus did. Praise God. Say power. power. Sin cannot go without power. You've, you've uh, Glory to God. Do you agree that sin is powerful? Sin is powerful. When they say they, they purged your sins. So if a man purged your sins by himself, means he is powerful. The word purge, have you ever heard of, have you tried to purge something before? To purge means to, to take it out. Not just to purge means by force, remove it. It wants to hang around and stay, but well, there, is, there is something called power in Jesus that he can by himself, by himself, by himself do what? Purge our sin. So, let's see this. Which he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead and then set him in his own right hand, verse 19 again. Back to verse 19, sorry. And then what is the exceeding greatness of his power? So, the exceeding greatness of his power is to us word is to is toward us it's like saying toward but this is king james english to us word who believe and it's according to the according to the working of his word according to the working of his mighty power there is a way that you must see resurrection from the dead is a bit tricky with Jesus Why? Because um, what makes it tricky is they did it in such a way that they almost separated his. You can see two seasons of raising. You see the raising of Jesus, which took him to the cross. Then you now see when he was on the cross, he died. And you now say the, the scripture speaks of another kind of raising that happened after he died, that took him to the right hand of God. So when we read the Bible, you see it in those, when you hear the word raised, 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 you say, okay, what is this? Is this talking about Jesus being raised as a person, growing? Or is he speaking about what happened you know, on that last, on the third day When God, you know, it didn't take three days to raise him. It was just, it wasn't very long. Praise God. It wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't take too long. It was just a quick operation of of raising him up. Praise God. When to that point, when Jesus was raised from the dead, um, was a development by the it was, a, it was a glorious walking of God. It was a glorious walking. For 33 three and a half years, Jesus was being raised. Well how was he being raised? He was raised by it was, Jesus was undergoing the discipline of his building that by the time Jesus was walking around in Nazareth and doing ministry on the earth, his building was almost being completed. Was being very, was actually, it was actually, he had been built already. How do I know he has been built? He was telling to them that you can take down this temple, but in three days, it will be built up again. In three days, they will build it up again. Tear it down. In three days, it shall be built up. Why, what was he saying? What was, now we have to explain that thing. Was he saying, tear down just my, my physical body and they will raise it again in three days? Was he speaking about his soul? Was he saying that tear down just the soul? Or was he speaking about everything? Amen. 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 It's clear that it has to be everything about him. Why did I say that? The body one is, vis- is very clear, it's visible. How do you know that the body has been torn down? A sign that body is torn down is the, when the house, when what the house is meant to, to keep can no longer stay in the house. When the, the body is broken down, the soul and spirit will depart. Praise God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Let me say something. Do you, I, I'm not totally convinced that it was only the beating that killed him. I'm not fully convinced about that. The reason why I'm not convinced about that is that that body was not an ordinary kind of body. It wasn't, like, it's not the kind of body that you just... Like after Jesus died, many of his apostles they tried to kill them. They couldn't. That was one thing about John specifically. They tried to really, they did everything to kill him. If you read the historical records, he just could not die. They just banished him to an island. Okay, please leave everybody. Go to another place. It just they couldn't kill them. Someone like Paul got into that kind of place. When you you look at his language, he that if is to stay, if I, to, to to be right, to be. To be pre- absent from what? The body is to be present with the Lord. He it says, It's for you that I'm staying, but left to me I will go. It's as if, as if it's my own choice. Then when he was ready to go, he now told them, Okay, I'm ready to be poured out. I'm ready to go depart. It's time has been, you know. So it, it, the way their language, you tell you that they move beyond that thing. Jesus himself said, No man taketh my life from me. I lay it down, actually. <laughs> Nobody has the power to take it. Nobody actually has the power. I lay it down. When, Peter, when they came to take him, Peter cut off the ear of somebody, took the air, gummed it back. That's, I have the power for such things. So if he can gum air back, what about his own body? Are you understanding So it was not, it wasn't, just the, the beating that killed Jesus they put Jesus on the cross they put sins on him yes. when he was on the cross it was your sins that killed Jesus so don't, it's easy to blame Pharisees and the Jews and the high priest and co it's easier to blame them but it was your sins that were were laid upon him who bore our sins. He carried our iniquities on himself. Not just in his own flesh, on on his own body, they were able to lay your sins upon him. That is a, is a how, how were they able to do it? God knows. Do you, know, do you know that God is the one who designed all the laws? What things are capable? What you can do? God designed that this man can bear the sin of the other one. There's a, there's an, a, a transaction of the spirit that somebody, it's the, it's the, it's actually the law of intercession. It's the law of intercession. is the law of um, praise God. It's not just intercession. It's the, it's, um, the word intercession means more than we know. We know the advocacy side of intercession. But, and that one exists in our legal framework. But the other side of it, it does not even exist too much. It doesn't really exist. In the law where somebody takes the place of another. And it's a legal transaction. You can't go to the court of law and say, "This guy killed somebody, but I'm going to go to prison for him." They say, go aside. I don't understand you. Like I know you like him, but we're not concerned. And the reason why they can't bring that into our framework is that they cannot transfer this one's degeneracy to you. That if we set him free and you go to prison for him, he can go and keep killing people. So, we cannot, so, so there's no mechanism for us to transfer the sin in the, our own physical, legal world. So let's leave that part. But let's take the advocacy part where you can pay me and I will stand for you because I'm more knowledgeable than you. I can speak before the judge and before the jury on your behalf. And Jesus does both. Jesus does both. Jesus he is not just a talker on your behalf, which he does, which he stands before the presence of the Father on our behalf. He's, he ever leave it to make intercession for us, constantly interceding to the Father about you. That's an advocacy, which he does on your behalf. When you are sleeping, he's doing it. When you are awake, when you are sinning, when you are being disobedient, he's doing it. In fact, that's when he's doing it more, because that's when it's more necessary for him to do it. Glory to God. But, but who himself bore our iniquity. No lawyer will do that for you. The lawyer will talk and talk with his suit. And then after a while, at the end of the day, when they read the judgment, if he tried and they set you free, you would jubilate. If he didn't work, and you go to jail, you shake hands so the Lord be with you. Praise God. And he's off to the next client. Amen. So, so we fully cannot use our legal thing to judge that, to, to see all that Jesus is and what he meant. But I want you to realize that he bore, there's a way that he bore your, your sins. But he, he took your sins, but it doesn't make you completely free. That, that operation is like a transaction in the spirit. Yes, he bore your sins so that you can bear his righteousness. God. God. Satan didn't see the second side. That's why he was too happy with the first side. When the Lord brought the idea, okay, can we do a transaction? Let's let's do, let's take everybody's sins. Jesus and let's kill him I will give you the right Satan go and kill him we want to, I know you've been trying to kill him since but I found a way for you to kill him now <laughs> let's take everybody's sin and put it on him and you know that once, once that happens you know I have no legal right to stop you anymore and when then they were headed ah, his light bulb went off you mean wow <laughs> you mean when you can do that he became happy. He said, if the priests of this world had known, they would not have crucified him. Yeah. It means that they only saw one side of the transaction. Yeah. They didn't know that that thing. So that, that will tell you that the wisdom of redemption is not a, it's not a cheap wisdom. Yes,
0: sir.
1: It means that that thing is not among the angelic. Yeah. In all there, you know, I, we thought about how heaven is the school of everything. and all. That. It means that in all of the angelic, Awareness and knowledge that thought of redemption wisdom is not part of the knowledge which they retain. If they had known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. It means that the devil actually did not really know. It means that Satan. He has limit. That's where you began to see the limit of his understanding. That there are things that God allowed them to know. There are some things He kept. God knew He has a joker behind Him, and none of the angels knew. So, it is this possible that if Satan knew that such a thing exists, he might not have sinned. You know, devil's sinning wasn't just impulse. He has calculated everything. He has done what? He has done calculation. Now, now we don't know from the Bible, unless maybe someone knows and can show me from the scripture. I I, I don't know from the Bible whether man was already present on the earth when Satan sinned in heaven. Right? You can infer and say, yes okay, God made heaven and the earth, so man was there. And all. We don't know, there are many things we don't know from that place. We know he made heaven and the earth on the first day. But we know that clearly that day, if you translate day to time, you don't know how. Mm-hmm. So heaven, one thing we know, heaven was there. They didn't tell us about the, the beings in heaven, right? They they just moved into the earth, and the earth was this, the earth was that, the earth was that, and all that, without form and void. They now went on with the earth, now on the sixth day, they then made man. Do you, you understand? Now when he made the heaven, has he made all the beings there? Or maybe did he go later? <laughs> we don't know, they didn't tell us that. But well, maybe you can assume that he did. Now maybe all the angels were made already and they were were watching God going, and God kept doing things to the earth and creating man. It's very, very possible that that happened. So it's it's possible that Lucifer watched the the, the making of man, the creating of man. So that would tell you that in his sinning mind, he didn't just see angels. That's assuming man was there. That thing of coming to the garden was a long plan. It's possible that that thing... Could have been part of his motivation
0: hmm. Hmm.
1: to sin. Maybe, he, maybe he's planning to go to that man because he must have detected the soul of man, read it, and seen some potential in man.
0: Hmm.
1: Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus.
0: Hallelujah.
1: So Jesus, when he stood as a temple, at that time he has been raised. He said that this temple can be, can be torn down and then in three days it will be raised up. So I, I, like I was saying, it's very clear that sins were laid on, on Jesus. So those sins were also laid on his soul. So there is a way that sin can appear without you sinning. Because Jesus did not sin. Mm -hmm. Why did I say he was laid on his soul? Because you can't separate really soul and spirit. They are together. Praise God. And so they were able to take him to hell because of that. That was put upon him. I say, ah, you are bearing all these sins. So because you are bearing all these things, you have to go down. You have to descend into the, into the lowest part. Amen. Now, Amen. there is something key about Jesus that you must note, is that everything about him was sin, just sin, because it was laid upon him. The Bible says in the book of Romans that he who knew no sin became sin, so that we can become the righteousness of God in Him. That's Second Corinthians Sorry, Second Corinthians five verse twenty-one. For He hath made Him to be seen; He was made to be seen. Who knew no sin? So He knew no sin, but they made Him sin. Right? It was made to be seen, who knew no sin, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in what? In him. So, but that not, him not knowing sin counted for something. Like the fact that he was able to walk righteously without knowing sin. Accounted. What did he, what did he account for? It gave. The, the, the right the, to, of God to, to walk in him. What you do matters. So Jesus walked on the earth. He built the temple. Right? Because of his, his walk. When he was walking on the earth, through walking, his temple was built. Now, every walking he did, you see, what was built was torn down. It's true. It was torn down. It's true. But there's something that you can tear it down, but you cannot remove the account of the work and the works. There's the account, the Bible will say, for example, Abraham believed God. It was accounted to him. What is the meaning of that? Explain to me. You know, it wasn't just Abraham. It was the pattern of the the fate of the men of old. Right? They were walking, but their walk couldn't produce your kind of soul salvation in them. But they could, they could, they, but it was accounted to them. Yes. Yes. And anything that's accounted to you is your own. Yes. Later, they will just say, we are owing you this. How can we do it? Maybe you can't receive it now. We'll account it for you. Yes. When you are able to receive it, they, 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 to be given to you? What does like, it the mean? There are some things in the Bible you should pause and, 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 and think about. Like yeah. the, the end of, of um, Hebrews 11. When they wrote about all the men of faith, they now said that this man having a good report but receive not the promise, but they the Lord having a better word, they reserving a better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Are you getting me? So it means that they can be made perfect, but not without us. But their perfection can come without us. Was God lying when He said to Abraham, "Walk before Me and be thou perfect"? It means that all those men they had accounts with God. You can't tell me that because you are born again, you are, no, you are born again, you are not walking in righteousness. That you are, are, at the end of the day, when they match it, you know, they will throw away the work of all those guys. It It means you don't understand a lot of things. This is a sense we might not really know. There's something called account with God. God has account inside of him. Say account. account. Is that same principle holds? When it holds in Christ, it holds in everlasting life. In fact, that's the that's the most visible principle of of that that governs eternal life. Do you know that? That when they begin to when God comes with his life, it's based on account. That eternal life. What is the account? It's the account of works. A, that, that work my so work is before me my reward is with me my work, I put my works first let's see who will do them the reward for the works are with me when you are doing the works you are, you are, raising, you are, you are having an account which God will look at when it's time to give hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a principle in the spirit that you might not have come into something fully but you have an account for it Because it's not everything you can receive at every time. There are many things that, you see, that eternal life, for example, it's difficult to give that reward fully and have that reward fully manifested. One thing in this present dispensation and time, there's something about the present frame. That will not fully receive that the full dose of the reward of eternal life. So they must put it in account for you. Same thing. Even the redemption of the body is is an account too. You don't agree with me?
2: It's an account.
1: When the Bible says that we shall all sit, stand before the judge, Second Corinthians chapter, chapter, five or so, we shall all, all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and all of us will receive what, or the, the things. They didn't even say reward. They didn't put it as reward. If you check the language there, they just said you will receive the things done in the body. Check, um, I think it's 2 Corinthians. Praise God! Quickly, chapter five. Yes. Say, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in the body according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. You are so there you will receive everything you do, you've not you won't fully receive it. There are aspects of that thing that you are doing that you've not received yet. That's why it's very, it's very, you should be careful when you, you ignore the, and disdain obedience and righteousness because it is not manifesting in the visual, visible sense, because you are you can, someone who is dead to the concept of account. There are two things, important. one, you don't know what that thing is doing for you that you're not seeing because your eye is limited, and you still don't know what things that <laughs> is that is working worketh for us. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Second Corinthians four verse seventeen. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more see it, exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Is there verse 18? What, is there anything there? Let me see. Now while we look not at the things which are seen, but are the things which are not seen, or the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You see this eternal thing there? There are some of these things. You see this ex- exceeding and eternal weight. It's not everything Thing of that thing that you will get in the present there are some things that will be in your account that there are some things that when this age will need to pass first when this age passed they now begin to open your account the, to, to find out what things of the future age do you have anything in your account for the future age. That's one of the, the powers, praise God. Hallelujah. You know, that, that's one of the, the sense also of resurrection as well. Remember in 2 Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it was speaking concerning how. Corruption, we put on incorruption. We were speaking about different kinds of bodies. There are bodies terrestrial, there are bodies celestial. That as one star differs from another in glory, so will be the resurrection of the dead. So he's saying that in resurrection, you'll be able to, there will be some kind of difference you will see in resurrection and he was, he was speaking with respect to kinds of bodies. Yes. Heavenly bodies, and t- ter- glory terrestrial, sorry, there's terrestrial and then there's the celestial. Praise God. Hallelujah. He says that as one star differs from another, he's now speaking about they are shining. As one star differs from another in glory, that so there is one, sorry, glory to God. Let's, for is, oh, Amen. For one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differed from another star in glory, verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in what? Corruption. It is raised. So what is the meaning of sown in corruption? If it is sown in corruption, it's not every corruption here that means sin. The the corruption here is talking about fabric. the, The fabric you know, you know corruption is higher than... When you say corruption is higher than sin,
0: yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. there is sin causing corruption. Yes. You can deal with sin, but you've not dealt with the corruption that sin caused. Yes, corruption has to do with the vessel, the, yes. the, has to do with material. Corruption is a material term. Yes, you, are, you, you, you make it corrupt a material. Praise God. When the Bible speaks about the corruption that is in the world through lust... Right? Lost will produce corruption. corruption yes. That corruption is in the world through lust. Now you can deal with the lust of a man. Yes. When you call of worldliness is sin, is the house of sin. When you deal with all the lusts of a man, deal with the sins of a person, then you now have to now, now begin to deal with the corruption. That when that that sin was reigning, it was causing a corruption in the soul. One of the main purposes of of everlasting life is to deal with corruption. Everlasting life deals with the effect of sin. Christ's life mainly is to remove sin. You understand me? Christ's life is to do what? Is to remove sin. What is sin? Sin is a sin was manufactured by Satan. Sin is things that are wisdoms of Satan, which he created, he interwoven them, move them into the world. As you are interacting with the world, sin magnets to the nature. The world makes sin magnet to the nature. Praise God. Hallelujah. Through lust. Amen. Amen. But the main purpose of Christ is to is to deal with the creature. The creature of Satan. You know, Satan is also a God. He's a creature too. And he can create. He's a kind of creator. A kind of creator. The world, it's very clear, the world is the creature of the devil. That's what he created. That's the, what he could make, his sins. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, that, those sins can be they can be removed. When you remove with, the, with the, cre- the creatures, what Satan has created, you don't have to deal with the effect of that creature of Satan on what God has made, on the man that God has framed. Praise God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. So Christ do- deals with sins Then is now the life of God that has the wisdom to repair that nature of corruptibility. Uh When they are saying that it is sown in corruption, it is then what? Raised in. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in what? In corruption. Sown in corruption raised in what incorruption so this thing about incorruption the raising part there are there are aspects of it that you that can be present that will not be given right at once yes,
0: sir. Yes. praise god hallelujah
1: there there's part of this thing that has to fall into your account <clears throat> you can see that even jesus at some point everything jesus built while he was on the earth disappeared because of your sin and my sin their last like, sin is sin is so deadly and evil and damaging he allowed through sin for the temple to be what torn down, but when it was torn down, because he has an account of righteousness, and that's the principle of account. When you have an account of righteousness, they can from your account come back and rebuild. It's very clear that it was from the account of Jesus that even when you read our Hebrews chapter one, we're reading it's the same kind of language. When now, God now sat and said, okay, um, the scepter of your kingdom will be the scepter of righteousness. They want to give him a scepter for his kingdom. It will be a scepter. I do know God is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Why? Verse nine. Because thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, so it means that this oil of gladness was not really, it wasn't at the point where he's speaking to him, it wasn't on him yet. Yes, yes. They just wanted to put this oil on him. Yes. But he said, how would you? We have to check your account. Oh. Let's check your account in the spirit because there's a kind of person we pour, put this oil upon. Is somebody who has an account of righteousness, who loved righteousness to the end, and did what? Hated what? Iniquity. So that it says, though therefore even God, thy, even thy God has what? Anointed thee with the what? Oil of gladness above thy fellows. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Glory to God. Praise. Amen. Amen. So, so you see, Jesus' temple was torn down. then in those three days, or on the third day, when they raised him up, the uh, things began to happen. Just God began to do things. Very, very quickly, without wasting time, life came to his spirit. Then they took his soul and, and then began to, they raised the soul back again. Fully. And then they took his body and then raised his body, glorified the body. And took it off. Everything that happened to Jesus came from his account of righteousness, which he has. So you see, they could put sin on him, but sin cannot touch that account. Yes. because when God is checking has this man fulfilled the law for oil of gladness has he fulfilled the law for Christ's life they check the account yes they put the they put the his allocation of Christ which he has purchased they put it there now I want you to imagine what was the what was the reaction in hell when those things started arriving (laughs) (laughs) It means that when things are coming from account, hell cannot speak. Hell doesn't have anything to say. You can take him to hell, but can you keep him? Praise God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Now I want to tell you what are those, those things that, are, that were in Jesus' account in the spirit. They are, they are weights or riches. What do you put in your account? You deposit riches into your account. So every deposit in, in your account in God A deposit of riches. What are those riches? They are his riches, which your work has laid claim to. It's not coming from you, it's coming from him. We have an account with him. As you are walking, they are transferring things into your account. God will say, this one now belongs to Debbie. Put it there. See, let me tell you, every righteousness you do, is tied to a rich a riches that has your name on it. They are called exceeding and eternal weight of glory. When you choose to obey righteousness and disobey corruption, God is like that when you, are, you choose to, to diligently seek him, mm-hmm. say See that coming to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them. It means that you keep, believe he keeps account of righteousness. Right. Believe it. you got to believe that. You have to believe that in this world you will not just be walking. You know, there's a way you feel when you are secretly just doing righteous, nobody is seeing you, nothing, there's no celebration. Nobody is, even, nobody is even thanking you, you understand? Nobody is even saying, you are doing well, you are doing okay. I know weak souls are like that. Once souls are weak, when, 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 how you know a weak soul is when they, are, they have to do things that nobody sees.
0: That's
1: when strength of men shows, right? When you, you time to do things that everybody can judge and see, you see energy will come. Yeah, you, hey, you say this... We've never seen somebody like this before. So diligent, so, you know, so wow, wow, wow. What an example. Because everybody is seeing you, so, spirit of display, we just entered the, the soul. You know, we like the righteousness that men can see. That was the sickness of the Pharisees. Jesus hated it. He said, You guys are all sick praise God but you see that in that secret place that's where men put their account that's what Jesus was talking about laying up treasures in heaven says lay up for yourself treasures lay say lay 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 up for yourself heap them up don't be wretched don't have money and then be wretched in your account with God. Praise Jesus. Uh, Matthew 6 verse 19. Say, lay not up for yourself treasure upon earth, where moth and wrath doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor these are all corruption. Why neither rot, moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through, nor steal. Verse twenty-one says, "For where your treasure is, there what will your there will your heart be also." Can you convert your your sense of treasure to things that are laid? In, in your account in heaven. So shift from, instead of putting things into your earthly account. You know, when you talk of earthly account, there are many things here. It's not just physical bank account. There are many things you can bank. Money is one of the cheapest things here you can bank. one of the things the, the, the highest thing to bank is called favor mm-hmm. as far as humanly speaking someone who is rich who is someone who has more favor in his in, in his account is richer than he who has money mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is richer than who he who has money because when you have favor you don't just depend on your resources you have claim to the favor gives you gives you entitlement or some dividend from the resources of, of others.
0: Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> and there are all kinds of souls, there are souls who know how to do that that aspect. They know about money, it's the favor they you know the favor thing. But the danger of that one is that when the soul is weak, the soul will rather have favor with men than have favor with God. rather rather please men than who? Than pleasing God. But that was not like, like Abraham was different. Abraham believed God against all odds. At some time came, he had to choose between Lot. He wasn't throwing Lot away. It's just that I can't, I can't, if I keep Lot close, I displease God. So rather, let's leave. He he gave Lot wherever he wants. He chose what his choice land let him go. Because of strife. Strife stops inheritance. Who we should fight are the inhabitants of the land. Why should we be fighting each other? (laughs) Why should I spend my resources fighting you? So he said, I will let you go. Are you, are you are you able to see that picture as a metaphor in your soul? Yes, sir. Something that does not agree with your part in the spirit. You're trying to hold on to it. It will be fighting you on the inside. You'll be fighting a war on the inside to keep on hold on to that thing because it has some kind of natural benefit per se or something. And then because of that, because of that strife, it can slow you down from taking what the inheritance good God has for you. So that thing is an account. It's because there is an account of favor. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, sometimes you have to let it go. You have to then lay up treasure, not for yourself on the earth. But it's something you must be sensitized to. That's what makes you strong. What makes you strong? is your ability to invest in the invisible, to invest in the spiritual. Like Jesus showed us the example, pure, very good example of that. To invest in the spiritual, invest in the invisible. Lay up treasure for yourself in heaven. Instead of where? Instead of on the earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you cannot separate glory from riches. I want you to see that the connection. You can't separate riches from glory. Riches and glory can never be separated. It's a law, even on the earth. Really, riches and glory. For when you say you are glorious, you must be rich in something. It's just a law. <laughs> when you say you have you have ah that thing is, has a glory. Glory means it, it shines. It has an allure. It's 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 it draws. That's t- little aspect of glory. There are many things about glory. When you see when glory now begins to manifest, glory has power of yeah. dominion, has power to reign. And the power of glory. You know there are different ways to try and reign, but there are fake reigning. You know fake reigning is like. <laughs> Raining by coercion, raining by force, <laughs> exertion, thuggery. Kind of, praise God. There are different kinds of rigging, rigging, all kinds of, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry for going there. <laughs> That's the worst kind of reading really, uh, by rigging. It means you're not even reading at all. You are. Praise God, everybody who you are reading over there just looking at you. <laughs> shame. Say shame. Shame. We not become shame of a nation. Amen. Satan is very Satan hates men. Eh? I just see something. What Satan makes out of men sometimes. You wonder, Kai, eh? this is just a sad something. Praise God. But you see that, that thing of um, reigning. What really reigns is glory. It's not possible to have real reign without glory. Because when there is glory, what happens? Hearts begin to, on their own accord, because of the allure of the glory, reign is able to, to bring about voluntary subjection and voluntary submission because of Glory voluntary, very voluntary, no no exertion, no force. So you see, that thing called glory, there are many, many things inside, yes. Do you know that, do you know that, um, the reason why we don't go after the glory of God is because we are living in a place where that glory is non-valued. Let me put the word this way, that we live in a place where that glory can be seen. If glory, God's glory can easily be seen the way people see other glory, you will not have a chance to get it. Who will have the glory? The strong men of the earth. You will not have a chance. So you now see why God, must, why God did it the way he did it. He has to hide it. He must hide it. If, you, if God didn't hide his glory, imagine that. Huh? It's, it, the battle is to the strong, is to the, you won't have a chance, I won't have a chance, we won't have a chance at that glory, because they will just take all, the, they will take the kingdom, lock the door, nobody will enter you just come on oil in the ground, amen. Some guys just, it's a whole nation oil, some guys just own it, they just feel, it's not even have, you know what I mean, they don't have a feeling of, national, whatever. They just feel they own it. They own the thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Political power, for example, even in nations like this, the U.S., Canada, you have a sector of people who can, they don't mind, they can destroy the country as long as they hold political power. Devils. You understand what I mean? So it means that, that thing, the kingdom of God will not, that's why Kingdom DNA. God designed kingdom. God designed kingdom to be immune to corruptible mind. The more loss arises, by naturally, sight of the kingdom diminishes. Is the law you can never break that law. The more you become lustful, the less you see the kingdom. That was just was teaching now who will inherit the kingdom is the least. He brought it. They asked him about the kingdom and who, who will be the greatest in the kingdom. Good question. He began to teach them. God brought little children. Except you would you repent and be converted and become as little children, you will not enter. And after you have entered, he will become as this little child. There's more littleness in the kingdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> then such a person will be the greatest. I'm sure that day, their mind will just change. Hey, this thing is different. Though. Some of them will hate this message. This one message I believe a lot of you know when Jesus is teaching, don't steal, don't do this, don't take your neighbor's wife. Don't, <laughs> these Jewish men, they'll be like, don't mind them, tell them. All these <laughs> rascally Jewish guys who are taking each other's wives and all. You know, <laughs> they feel righteous. Yes. Well, I want to imagine the sobriety when Jesus was teaching this message. When he began to speak. There's you know, excitement. Who will be the greatest? When Jesus began to talk about who... hey. Soberness will enter their heart Some of them a little bit of anger about it You know, Some of them who have planned to be the greatest <laughs> They now see the door into greatness Aye? They now realize that he's completely opposite to mine God is, is smarter than Satan He's wiser than men God knows how to design his kingdom So that those who he abhors Will not come there Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that's why those who will, who will have the kingdom, if you, are, you, have, you want to be rich, you want to be rich toward God, as the Bible puts it, there must be a kind of a change of your mind about riches that should make you value more. You know, that's one thing that Jesus grew in. He, the Bible says he grew in favor, both with man and with God. But it's very clear that favor with God is the priority. You ask, what does it mean that God, Jesus, had favor with man? It's clear that he didn't have favor with, with Caesar. He didn't have favor with Herod. He didn't have favor with all those men. So it's not every man he had favor with. But it's men who, who who's, men who are not at war with God. Yeah. You know, there's such a thing. Yes, Do you know favor with men is also important.
0: Yes. yes,
1: sir. yes. When God is making you rich, those riches, they tie those, that favor, in the book of Luke, it was increase. See it, Luke chapter two, verse 52, it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and then in favor with God, and that increase in wisdom and stature, as Jesus was, was tied to what he was doing, his obedience, his walk on the earth, that was accounting what, as favor first with God, first with God and every favor that he had with man was on account of his development. That God, they, they made him favorable or made men to favor him. Like they would say, for example, that all things work together for good. To them that love God and our Lord are called according to his purpose. They love him and they are called according. So because of that things begin to do what? Begin to work, but the problem with men is that they don't want to focus on loving God. They don't want to work according to His purpose, but they are looking for how, they're looking for favor. Favor is, is things working for your good. That's just the definition of favor, right? Things working, so men seek goodness without a sense of loving God and a sense of the purposes of God. Any favor you get outside those things will pull you away and will take away from your account with God. Have this at the back of your mind, that it is God who makes men to favor men. It is God who makes men to bless men. If any man blesses you when God hasn't asked him to, that blessing Will what? Make you poorer and sorrowful. Wow. Is only the blessing of God that make it rich. And then added no what? No sorrow. We did. Make it rich. Praise God. So even when you are rich with God, you now see men who are under God's influence. They also begin to favor you. God does that a lot, a lot. Strange men who favor you. Praise God. So this um, resurrection... What you need to say about resurrection, a uh, link between the, what m- pr- brings resurrection. Re- resurrection is primarily a, an operation of account. That's what I'm saying. It's my, primarily a, a, an operation of account. Resurrection is, is according to a working of power. Is, they, they call it which God wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. Which God wrought according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead, and it was set him at his own right hand. So this is describing that season when Jesus was raised and when he was set at the right hand of God. Amen. 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 So to engage the power of resurrection, actually resurrection power is is a God power. Yes, actually Resurrection power is what power. is a God power. It is according to His nature. He who what quickened the dead—that's one thing that He does—and called those things which be not as though they were. That's His—that's his DNA. He quickened the dead. He called those things which be not as though they were. That power of His of quickening, according to God, is is based on account. With him. There is so much about what you need. Um, your God to do for you. Mm-hmm. That depends on him working in you. Wow. Do you get that sense? That it's more of him working. The son doeth nothing not of himself. So said my father doeth the work. There's, it's a sense. It is a sense that, I play, that played out in Jesus. At a level but not fully. It's very clear that when he walked to the throne, also to the, to the cross, at that point, he had developed some raising. Well, what has been raised? Temple. But temple is not all God needs to raise. When he has to do it, there's a, there's a frame that can be raised when they raise you as a temple, is a, the, 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 like I said, the main purpose of temple is temple is, an, is, is a development against error. Is yes. a temple deals with sin. Yes. Temple to a degree also deals with corruption. Do yes. you get? But temple has limitation. Temple number one, the temple is not a place of reigning. Even though temple contains the secret of reigning. That's like when you get to the Most Holy, you, you, what you see there is an ark. What you see in the Most Holy is an altar, not a throne. But you can see that's a throne when you, put, you have to put, impose a sense on it that can make you that this altar is a throne in some sense. But really, it's an altar. That's it. So that's what, at the height of a temple, is an altar, which is that temple season you get what I'm saying? When the, it has to do with this, it's still in the mechanical phase of dealing with error and ensuring salvation beyond error, without, beyond corruption. That's one season of temple raising. But there's a, a post-temple season. Even when it comes to the soul, the developmental phase of the soul, there's a post-temple season. That post-temple season is is interwoven into the the frame of the wall to come.
0: All
1: right, after salvation has been wrought, are you getting what I'm saying?
0: There's
1: no longer a need for temple, but the throne of God shall be in it. In that place, 22, you saw that throne of the pure river water of life. It means that the throne is higher than the temple.
0: Yeah.
1: So the, the, you see that? The, the most holy, see that's mercy seat upon the ark. Functions almost like a throne but to do some things. But it's not everything thronic that can happen in the most holy place. Right? You, you need a full-blown throne has to be constructed for there to be a full expression of the life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, But in the sense of being raised, there's a sense that you must have for God, of God walking, or God walking out things in you. It will be done to a level but then there will be a time when that's the main operation. So what they did with Jesus, his temple was built up, right? But what happened? It was torn down. On the third day, what they raised up was more than a temple. How do I know it was high? It's more than a temple? He even went with his own blood to purify the temple in heaven. That there was, you said this temple is, is not accurate. Some things have been are here you, to, I hear that. are you get what I'm saying? Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's why Hebrews 1 wasn't just speaking about that. It was speaking about his throne. Thy throne, O God, is forever. The scepter of, of righteousness. The scepter of your kingdom because of your account of righteousness. You love righteousness and hated wickedness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. So what I'm, what, I'm just, what I'm teaching you today, I'm just showing you secret of glory. First of all, I have to make you have an interest in God's glory. It's not, easy, it's not easy to preach, soul, to be desired, to be desirous of God's glory. Even whilst you are teaching, other glories can be talking. <laughs> no glory preaches. That's one attribute of glory. Glory is like a, it's a perpetual preacher. Every glory preaches for itself. Yeah. You're trying to talk about something that's not present in an abstract kind of sense. You preach and preach, they won't get what you are saying. Just bring the thing and say, hey, look at it. After all, while all the teaching you've been teaching, you saw, they, they won't realize that you can't even teach words. Well. This is what you have been trying to describe to. <laughs> this is the thing you have been trying to say. Why, because the thing is talking for itself. Yeah. So no, no preacher can ever preach like glory.
0: That's
1: why must, glory is accurate. It's the real power. The power of preaching must be glorious. It must, must touch. When God wants to raise the preacher, I will just put some glory something upon a glory ability. Your ability to see glory is actually your, your capacity of preaching. If you can't you are not able to see and communicate glory too much, you will not be able to do too much in preaching. And that's something sometimes a preacher, and it's not easy to be a New Testament preacher, because they say you unless you want to just teach letter and teach things, and then, but if you want to teach God stuff, you have to be ready. Your heart must, you must, your heart must be positioned in such a way that you must be having sight of glory. The moment you stop seeing glory, your, your preaching will. You, you, it will be hard to preach because, are you getting what I'm saying? You can't give the image of what God is saying. That's why, they, if you read Second Corinthians chapter 3, they were describing the New Testament. They call it the ministration of glory is the ministry is all about glory. All about glory. Everything about the New Testament is about the is the selling of a glory. Is able to preach glory. Can you make righteousness glorious to men? They call it the glory that excelleth. That's why if you're preaching the New Testament, you preach it the way Pharisees preach. You won't get the message across. Means because that even that pharisica teaching us some glory, you must be able to preach a glory. A glory beyond morality, a glory beyond being a good person. It's a spiritual glory. It's an exceeding and an eternal weight. Weight of glory. Praise God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Now one of the main things I just want to share with you is that what is behind the resurrection is a glorious power. Only glory can bring about resurrection. Only what only glory can bring what? A resurrection. The, where the, the, the soul of man is sculpted and kept in a configuration. It is held in a state. When man tries with morality, every morality he does, he will be doing it with the same shape. The shape will not be shifting. He will just be doing things with the same shape. Imagine I was having I mean, a crooked man like this the other time who doesn't look up to God, but can be doing many things. And one thing Satan has done, he has brought his vile deformity. You know, everything about Satan is vile. Have you seen a straight proud nature before? Very ugly something, right? Have you seen a proud man feels who who beautiful? Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so, I love the pride in you. It's a, pride stinks, right? It's like, what? Oh, who, who do you even think you are? Why are you... It's ugly. Yeah. Uh, have you met someone who thinks more than they, uh, than they are? Yeah. They, they are very unappealing. It's hard to be around them. Yes. Or someone who is too full of themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not, it's not appealing. Those are Satan's nature. When you, when you see the devil, it's myself, myself, I, 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 I will, I shall, I will, I will go, I will, I, 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 me, me, that's ah. Satan for you. It's not beautiful. My own. <laughs> I will exalt my throne above the throne of God. I will, I will. I say, okay, can you calm down? What about all that? What about Is <laughs> That's just, it's, it's a vile nature. It's very ugly, right? Yeah. God doesn't speak too much like that. Mm. Even, when he, when, even when he says, I, check why he's saying I. Yes. It's for a reason. It's yes. because... The only reason why God comes to you and shows himself to you is because he's the answer you need. The reason why Satan come, he commit not but to steal. He wants to take what you have. He has nothing to give to you. (laughs) Right? right. He commit if. What I mean is that if he's not stealing, nothing to steal, (laughs) no killing to be done, no destruction, he will not come. He commit not but to steal. Do you get what I'm saying? Such a Vile fellow. But God is different. But I have come. I am come that you. I I come to give. Not just little, more abundantly. Isn't that beautiful? Praise Jesus. And he doesn't just he doesn't get tired in giving. When he comes and says oh you're not receiving, okay, let me let me find another way. You know, there's one way of giving. You know, ah, let me try. Ah, I tried it, so it couldn't, so it didn't work. You take your thing back. You're yeah. not, not committed in giving. Oh. <laughs> oh. A, a real giver oh. will wrestle with every yeah. resistance yes, sir. to give. Yeah. If who they want to give is not receiving it, they'll go and strategize again. Oh. How can we find a way to give this thing? That's God for you. Imagine the intricacy of wisdom. Imagine God reserving wisdom for your salvation. Well, God said, I see this life that this life that we have. We are giving it to. It doesn't matter how many thousands of years pass. Men, imagine the wickedness of men on the earth today. The kind of vile human beings that we have. God is still resolute. Even more than before. you See all these men, they will have this life. Imagine God talking to the Father and the Son on this. They're still making up their, they've made up their mind since. But you know the fellowship with their decision. Uh, They they renew it every day. Burning, imagine their heart is ablaze concerning man. Our weakness is not stopping them. You're not making them demotivated concerning serving you. Sometimes your weakness motivates them more. Your weakness activates their mercy. It touches the mercy in their heart. They are different. That's why you should love them, sing about them, praise them, glorify them. Because there is no one like them. You don't have any uncle like God. like Jesus, you You don't have any relative. I thank God for your relatives, they are nice. (laughs) Celebrate them, honor them. But you don't have a relative like Jesus. Yes. Who being in the form of God, Counted it not robbery. Look at that statement. To be equal with God, but with himself of no reputation. Been found in fashion as a man he humbled himself. Hey, if, if you know where they were coming from, humility sounds easy to you. Mm-hmm. Until they give you only two status. <laughs> 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 eh? Some of you, all they can give you is promote you from, you know what I mean? Little promotion. They have not made you in the form of God or anything. Just <laughs> little... <laughs> What will happen? you it's as if Once you do that, the, the soul will just swear. You see this place, see this level of life. We are never descending below this level. Some of you are swore, those kind of swear, but you don't know you it's in you. Some of you, even when you just move up, you know, when you move to a different house, you can't see yourself.
0: <laughs>
1: Sometimes meditate on those kind of things. See the feeling of, imagine the lowest you've ever been in life, maybe your family or whatever. Then picture that they want to take you back there. <laughs> 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 that was he counted it not, nothing oh. even. he made himself of no, of no reputation being found in fashion of a man he took on the word, the nature or the form of his servant humbled himself became obedient unto death even the death of the cross they are different too are not like you. That's why don't be, af- don't be ashamed when men are not worshipping God. Keep worshipping him. Don't, don't think it's some extreme thing that we Africans do. It's not. It's not. The way we sing, the way we dance, the way we behave around God, don't ever apologize. You see, in this western world, don't ever apologize. The people we are worshipping They are in a class by themselves. Men are foolish not to bless them, not to sing to them, not to glorify them. When you see someone who can do what you can never ever do, Praise God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become, just, even just, you some, some of us, you can't even endure a state where they are saying evil against you, and you didn't do it, just a little bit, you know, just a little thing, they said that, she said this, So once you hear it, me, your head will just touch black. <laughs> All kind of plugs will begin to lose. All kind of wires will begin to cross in your brain. You turn into a mad person for a while. Say, we made it. Sorry, it was a mistake. was you? They have to beg you, right? And you see that nature. They know that that kind of nature that can die for others is blessed. It's beautiful. It's a. It's glorious. God has a glory of himself by himself that you can't share unless you take their kind of nature. You can't have the glory of God without the the, the riches, what they are rich with. Full of grace. Plenteous in mercy. Plenteous. Plenteous in mercy. God's mercy has different kinds. Mercy. He has mercy for the righteous. He has mercy for the unrighteous. He has mercy for the good guy. He has mercy for the sinner. But God, who is rich in mercy, Ephesians chapter 1, for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Verse 4. Verse 3. He was, if you go from verse 1, he was just talking about our conversation in time past. Yeah. When well, you had he quicken, who were dead in trespasses. Hey, it's not like you were in trespasses begging him, please help us in <laughs> trespasses. Yeah. So dead, deadness means you were gone. You, were just, you didn't care. You are just yes. going on your own. You were not looking for them. You were not asking for them. Nothing in you desired them. You were dead in trespasses and sins. And you had he quickened. Thank you. Ay, 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 ay. You know, we don't appreciate these things because we are too we are too busy with things that don't matter. Can anything you, you are doing, the things you are busy with, can any of them save one thing in your soul?
0: No, 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 sir.
1: No. No. Is there anything in this land, Otawa? In Canada, anything that can help your soul. That that difficult problem that man with all our invention would do everything, we can't solve that problem for our debt. See, and you had he quickened. You didn't pay for it. You didn't even want it. We still don't really want it. Who were dead in trespasses and sins? Verse two: Wherein in time past he walked according to the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom we also had our conversation, in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, children of wrath. Even as what? Others. Verse four. But God who is rich in mercy. For his great love. wherewith. He? Are you seeing now these riches. In mercy. He's rich in mercy. Clearly he's rich in love. For his great love. Wherewith he loved us. Who is rich in mercy. For his great love. Wherewith he loved us. So now you see all these properties. These are the things. That they want to then put in you. So he's saying, I want to, how I will really save you is I want to transfer my riches, the things I'm rich in. I want to actually transfer them into your soul. That's the whole, the whole thought about the, um, you know, Jesus was teaching those things in the book of Matthew, chapter six, the B attitudes. Those, those beatitudes, they are not some heavy law. It's just things that we are doing. Let's just see. Can you try them? They are not like some... To them, that's what they... What they the, the way they are positioned. They are just saying, these are the things we are doing. Can you do them? Blessed are the poor in the spirit. Remember, these blessings are the things that make it rich. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he now began to speak about blessed are they which you know of course the, the, them that mourn shall be comforted, the meek praise God. Hunger and thirst of course after righteousness then the merciful, you see that. Go on. Pure in heart, you see that. Go on. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be Call the children of God. Now go on. Which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. They are getting to the, to the serious end now. For theirs is the kingdom. They didn't say God will persecute their persecutors. No. He said for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now they, they were not persecuted because they did something wrong. It's for righteousness' sake. So for righteousness' sake you can be persecuted what, because they, they, we've been persecuting them since It's part of their nature to take that persecution for, because of their righteousness. They will take it. Like Jesus was persecuted for his righteousness and he took it. Now blessed are you if they can persecute you for righteousness sake. Then let's go on. This is the, now the interesting aspect. Blessed are ye when men revile you. Have you been reviled before? I'm sure if you, if you Google the definition of revile, it's not a very nice thing and persecute you. They revile you now. They are the one persecuting you. But they are the ones who will now be saying all manner of evil against you. So, so they are the one doing the evil to you. This, everything happened to, is there anything here that didn't happen to Jesus? They are describing what happened to Jesus. So this is what made him blessed. When God blessed him forever. It's because of these things. It has, everything they are writing here are riches of glory. Being poor in spirit. Being meek. What else? Being pure. Being what? Merciful. Praise God, this thing is off. Praise, Praise Jesus. Being merciful. Amen. What else? Just look in your Bible, tell me. I said pure, being a peacemaker. So they are just describing riches. Now, what they are telling you is that in our, in our place, nobody can have these things and not be glorious. These are actually the secrets of glory. Do you see that? Because what makes you glorious is your blessing. The blessing which you carry. Right? The riches of glory are all these things. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is what? The kingdom. So without being persecuted for righteousness' sake, they cannot vet you. This persecution is like a vetting process for the kingdom. It's not as if they rejoice by you being persecuted. It's, that it's more of the kingdom is for those who have the nature of bearing persecution. This thing is one of the key aspects for glory. If you suffer with him, you'll be glorified. That with him, suffering with him, is this kind of suffering. That's what Paul called it, the fellowship of his suffering. These are the things I must know. That I might know him, the power of his resurrection. You can't know power of resurrection without fellowship of suffering. Are you getting me? In the, in the fellowship of his suffering, that's where the account of the riches of his inheritance Filled in. Amen. They they, they now—it's like they went. They got to this persecution part. They began. They now use many verses to begin to speak to it about it. Why? Why is that? Is telling you that everything they said before, it melts into this one. The ability to take these things is the real blessing. Nobody will, you say, which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for they the kingdom of heaven, verse 11. When men revile you, persecute you, shall say a manner of evil against you, no, anyone who is not pure in heart can never do this. If you are not a peacemaker, you can never do this. You have to break out into a war, full blown civil war, once this happens to you. You say, No, I did not do it. We are fighting. You have to prove yourself. I didn't do any evil. Why are you saying no manner of evil against me? If you are not merciful, you can never do this. If you, if you don't have poverty of spirit, are you seeing all of those things melt down into this thing? Are you seeing this kind of nature? that This one was the final test of Jesus. All his righteousness boiled down to this thing. He knew he could make mistake in Gethsemane. He was praying. Is there anything left that I haven't acquired to go through this thing? <laughs> this kind of operation, Amen. That's why this thing must happen. Once anybody begins to knock the door of God's life, you just see all these kind of things begin to occur. It's not easy to bear this thing. If anyone is thrown into this kind of dealing prematurely, many, most times they lose their faith. They lose their... They, they can't, men can't bear suffering for righteousness' sake. Being persecuted because of an invisible thing. You are sowing into the invisible and everything in the physical world begins to rise against you because you are walking contrary to it. Do you know why they say a man of evil against you? It's because to them you are doing an evil but what you are doing is not visible. So they concoct accusation against you. It's spirits who are masters at this. When a spirit come to a soul in this season, they try every single fabric of your nature. To stay righteous in this kind of season, there must be many things in you. Now, you see, this thing Jesus went through it, all his disciples went through it. They made sure it's a test, all of them. After a while, Paul said that I will that I fill up in my own what was lacking. If there's anything left that Jesus didn't go, let me take it on. After a while, I said, I glory in tribulation. We, we glory, we got a place we glory in it. It's actually our glory. Those are men who have accounts somewhere else. If your account is here, you can't talk like that. The account is above, praise God. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say, all manner of evil, crucify him, crucify him. It was him and a no confirmed robber. You know, the guy who was on the side, Barabbas, that one is not pleading his case. He's, not, he's a convicted murderer. He has, that one is he has, everybody knows who he is. The greatest crime that you can commit killing he does it easily. Mm-hmm. They put him and then they put Jesus by his side and men started shouting crucify him. Uh-huh. Crucify. I mean into them he's more he's more wicked than this guy. Do you understand? What I'm saying. What was in Jesus? To make him stay. even while he was still on the cross, another one beside him began to talk to him. Hey, yeah. they, they, they are still checking. Is he? Mm-hmm. Are there, are, is he fully? His spirits that was poking Hey Talk to him now. Ask him to jump down. If he's really a king, mm-hmm. they are checking fully. Is he fully blessed? Mm-hmm. Is that the location of falling? In
0: him. Mm-hmm.
1: Is he? And it's Satan and his spirit is doing it, but behind, behind, God permits it. Yes. Why? What is God checking? Is he a candidate for resurrection?
0: Wow.
1: Is he is he a candidate for the power of resurrection? In other words, if they take him to hell, will my glory respond?
0: Has
1: he bought account? of glory. Does he have portion? You know they divide divide him a portion with the great. Through his work he had a portion. Above. Praise Jesus.
0: They
1: say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they were the prophets. Which before, before the, You see this kind of season of persecution is coming but the Lord wants you all to be ready he wants you all to be ready praise God, praise glory him. to God finally Romans chapter 6 let's just see how Jesus was raised and what part you are, what is your own, do you have a part in that resurrection verse 1 Romans six verse one. Glory to God. Shall, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Means God forbid your continuity in sin. Amen. Because sin stops. Means if you are continuing in sin, means you are refusing the, you are refusing grace to abound. You are refusing the abundance of grace. But it says, God forbids you to do that. For how shall we that are dead to sin live what? Any longer therein. Verse 3 says, That know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ, Jesus Christ, were baptized into his dead? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. At even so, we also should walk, walk in newness of life. As he was raised from the dead by the glory. That would us means the same power that was operating in him. That which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand, that in which he wrought in him right, should, be, should be wrought in you. That us, us, like us, Christ was raised from the dead. So what they are telling you now is that they are taking that raising of Jesus, which we've already tied his raising to a walking. So, So that resurrection power was operational in his walking to build the temple. But it was torn down and raised at once. Praise God. They are telling you that it's that same power of resurrection, but that resurrection power can become a walking power. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. That resurrection power must what? They need to do it and then raise him up from the grave. And and I said that everything that happened to him on that day was already paid for by his account of righteousness. Do you get what I'm saying? But they are are saying that that power, that's why Paul was saying that I can fellowship with it. I I can know it. So it means resurrection power can be converted to knowledge and be at work. So that someone who is, because of walking by knowledge, you are experiencing resurrection. Do you see that? That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That will make me conformable. That word conformable to his death means to be buried with him by baptism unto death. It's an operation. You will learn the the dying and the resurrection of Jesus. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by what? The glory of the Father. So it means then that, so even so we should walk in newness of life. Do you see that? Yes. So it means being buried, him being buried and him being raised. You can take that, that and it will be occurring to you in your endeavor of walking in newness of life. That anybody who is walking in newness of life is partaking of death and resurrection of Jesus. Through knowledge. Through knowledge. is a power. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. You don't understand it? That's what the gospel is. The gospel is a technology that converts resurrection power to knowledge. You don't understand it? That's what the gospel is. That's why it's called, it's a glorious gospel. The New Testament is a testimony of glory. Converting resurrection power to knowledge for walking. Walk, and when you walk, you don't walk ordinarily. You are walking in newness of life. You are, by, through your walk, you are tapping into glory. No, we don't want. We don't see our walk as glorious because we are not. We are not able to, to to have visibility of what testament are you walking out. Do you know what I mean? When you are learning the laws of meekness, purity of heart, peacemaking, poverty of spirit, do you see such things as glorious? Do you see them as glorious? You need to meditate upon them and meditate until the glory of such life appears to you. God wants you to walk gloriously on the earth, and he, men may not respect this glory, but heaven does. God does. When all the angels saw him, when he bring in the first begotten, he said, "Let all the angels worship him. Say, this man is too glorious. Look at his feet. Look at his steps." How does he walk like that? How is he that way? Being the brightness of his glory. I mean, When they saw a man, they saw a man shining the glory of God. The express image of his person. Praise God. I pray the Lord will bring us to that place. They will open portals of glory. What I mean portals of glory? You will... You will begin to to see the glory realm. Instruction won't be falling dry. And that's why it's hard for you to do. You're not seeing it as glorious. They need to shape your concept of glory. Redefine glory to you. See the glorious life and live it. When you are living gloriously, you live unapologetically. You see anything below that life as shameful. as as corrupt, as ugly. When you see the glory of God's life, it elevates the beauty. You know, glory and beauty, they are together, that's the reason for the priesthood. When it says, we make garments unto them for glory and for beauty. The priesthood is beautiful. Don't let the guys who are vile and corrupt make you feel like you are ugly and you hide yourself. A priest is beautiful. When you are walking in the midst of a perverse generation, know that you are beautiful. Your walk is beautiful. Your righteousness is beautiful. God is raising priests of of this age and of the future age. But you must have a concept of that. Imagine a a priest sees sees his garment as beautiful. If you, you can't buy his garment, he won't sell it to you. He's higher than the rest. Those who refuse to walk in priesthood. Do you understand what I'm saying? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Take on your garment. Wear it with dignity. Dignity of holiness. To The Bible says in that day, the, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious. Because branch... His raising today. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We bless you in your name. Do you feel I've just said words today? Do you believe what I'm saying? Amen. I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus. This is his message to men. Convincing you that his life he is more glorious than sin Eli Elion, more beautiful. Dancing, Elie, Elion, more beautiful than death. Elie, Elion, more than that is lost. More beautiful than, than things
0: that seem beautiful, beautiful to me. Oh. more beautiful than sin L-I-L-E-N more beautiful than death L-I-L-E-N. beautiful than the world and its lust more beautiful than things that
1: seem beautiful to me Father, we thank you. Clothe us with your beauty. Amen! We know you won't just do it superficially, but you will enrich us. You will give unto us the riches of glory. We ask that may these riches not be kept from us, but be hidden from us. Make us strong and powerful, that we will not take the glory of the world, which is vanity, which is corruptible, which is vile, and which is a shame a shame for a man to wear the, world, the, the world's garment. Oh Lord, thank you because you are changing our garment. As you said concerning Joshua the high priest, take off the filthy garment from him. Change our garment. Help us to put on righteousness. To put on your light. Put on your life. Thank you, Father. I pray, God, on this weekend, remembering Easter, the dead, the resurrection of your son, I ask that let the power of resurrection begin to be manifest in our life. And I pray, O God, who will, as the word says, that as he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we also will continue to walk in the newness of life. Father, today we thank you for your son. We are not ungrateful. Lord, we bless you. We take cognizance of that great sacrifice what it took for you to release him to us him who now is our hope who is our salvation to whom we look whoever live to make intercession for us our great high priest Jesus we bless you father for your son and Lord Jesus we exalt you today thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you Lord thank you father we bless your holy name but I pray for anyone here who's having any kind of struggle or any kind of weakness concerning being a partaker of this calling, of these riches, of the glory of your inheritance in the saint. I'm asking, let help come to such a soul. Amen. Let's mercy find such a soul. Amen. Help us, strengthen us, Amen. raise us. Amen. Thank you, our Father. You. We give all the glory to your holy name. God bless you in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You
0: dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You